everyone, and welcome to another Golden Age Stories stream here. We are playing Mage the Ascension Technogate 1999. Um, this is our first episode for this game, and um, today's episode is called Distress Call from the Sirius Solar System. Um, so... Before we get uh, started here, um, I want to kind of go through the different characters here. And um, if you're watching on Twitch, we do have the ability for you to access the character sheets, um, well, some base character information on um, these. And I'm going to be updating um, and getting more information in there as well. Um, but let's uh, go through the uh, different players that we've got here today with me. Um, so I'm Frozen Fallout, your uh, GM for this game. Um, today we are joined by uh, Mike, who is playing Tycho Vance. So Mike, uh, tell me about um, your character. Uh, hi everybody. Uh, I'm Moto Rory. I'm playing Tycho Vance. Uh, he grew up in the technocracy his mother is currently head of the uh, q division at technogate command in madison wisconsin uh, which is an underground facility underneath the uh, air force air air field yeah um and uh i went away for about five years four years to uh adventure in the umbra with some werewolves and I came back about, what is it, six months to a year ago and got placed on Technogate Team 42. And uh, we've had some more adventures. And my father disappeared in the late 70s. And I'm, you know, trying to find him. His name was Buck Sampsonite. All right. Yep, awesome. Good. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, so. Um... Phaedra Bennett is being played by the lovely Amber. Um, how's it going, Amber? And uh, tell us a little bit about your character. Going pretty good, pretty good. So Phaedra Bennett uh, grew up, uh, was raised by a single mom in Las Vegas who uh, was a stripper at a club. Uh, she was brutally murdered when Phaedra was 17. Uh, Phaedra walked in on her mother being murdered during a uh, occult ritual uh, by this guy called uh, Mudden. Uh, she spent the next 15 years tracking him down uh, and learning about the occult. Uh, when she came across this band of people, uh, Tycho and, and the rest, and just recently was able to see, uh, finish her revenge on Mudden. Uh, she's trying to figure out what to do next. Awesome. All right. And uh, my good friend um, Ricky is playing Robert Kell. Uh, tell us a little bit, of how, or how's it going? And uh, tell us a little bit about your character, uh, Robert. Going good. Um <clears throat> Robert is a uh, recent transplant to Madison. He was working as a uh, kind of debrief analyst psychologist for the technocracy and kind of a lower level. And with the team start 
did some of the Eldritch Terror stuff. He was brought in to keep an eye on mental state as they worked on their missions and that kind of thing. Um, so he's very unfamiliar with the, well, was very unfamiliar with kind of the more hidden side of the technocracy. Um, that's all changed in his time with the team now, but uh, definitely experiencing a lot that he never really thought was real or possible and uh it's it's been an interesting time for him but uh yeah you've you've definitely expanded your mind um beyond <laughs> the limitations yeah that it once had <laughs> yeah even just the the being in the action type thing too um not oh really yeah that he ever really would have been in before but this team doesn't really let you like hang around and not get elbow deep and stuff so that's how it goes awesome and uh my good friend josh is playing malachi um tell us or how's it going um josh and uh tell us a little bit about uh malachi uh hey it's going well um malachi grew up in a military household uh um, air force and Popped around a bit um, before getting recognized um, uh, to join into the technocracy. Uh, there was that was a bit of rough waters, uh, although he was still proficient enough that they didn't want to just get rid of him. And he ended up getting assigned to uh, civilian security detail, uh, maybe with a small side of monitoring, but uh, um, he doesn't necessarily uh, follow that too stringently. Um, and so he's been, he's, uh, what the guys are getting into has been incredibly interesting, um, not crazy, but uh, uh, very cool, and he is uh, enjoying his time with this crew. Awesome. Yeah. Um, so one of the main things is is um, we are starting a new kind of series here that's kind of an offshoot, or well, it's uh, the continuation of our Technogate um season zero and season one games um that has a fully concluded arc plot um that we've done for that game um we're continuing on and um really the only major arc plot that we're kind of bringing over from that is that the world is um nobody there's a lot of talk and a lot of prophecy about the world ending in 1999 and time magic gets all wonky, and the there is no really good ability to see beyond um, 1999. So a lot of time mages and prophecies and stuff are are starting to kind of focus on this this aspect of um, the um, world. Now, <clears throat> one of the things is the players did kill Mudden, a really powerful Nefandi that basically was was trying to do a bunch of stuff to to bring about the the start of or the end of the world in 1999 um but um so we they they still are not able to see beyond 1999 nobody knows what that means though in the grand scheme of things so they could have drastically altered everything um, so basically we're starting very fresh, um, kind of at this point. And a lot of the, the goal here is that we're going to be 
going pretty episodic um, with, you know, a very light um, arc plot that's kind of driving a lot of the background that we're going to be getting here at the beginning of Technogate Episode 1. Alright, so with that said, our heroes, um, having defeated Mudden, um, have been vacationing in the Umbra. Um, you know, there's different um, vacation spots out there um, that they've uh, had their choice of being able to relax and enjoy their time off after defeating one of the most powerful Nefandi and kind of bringing back um, Technogate underneath the command of uh, General Bridges. So, um, Phaedra, Malachi, Tycho, and Robert exit the Technogate with more grace than their first time, but not by much. Um, the spins and feeling of the need to puke kick in with the force of a tornado, but the ability to access almost all um, locations in the cosmos is worth a little bit of dizziness. Um, the 300-foot black hole that's been caged by the Technogate device hung behind them as they um, got their bearings. Um, the roar of hundreds of um, maintenance crews and data analyzers at work in the main hangar bay just beyond the Technogate can be heard. Um, everybody make a perception plus alertness um, roll for me. Difficulty of six. Starting off strong. Awesome. Oh, damn. So, um, as you guys get your bearings, you kind of look around the hangar bay here, um, and you see the normal ships um, kind of flying about. And um, one of the ships, though, does catch your eye. It's one you haven't um, seen before and is currently um, being worked on. And um, you take note that it states on it that it is the um, Orfeo, or the USS Orfeo. Did, did we all just come through together? Yes. We didn't vacation together, did we? Uh, no, but you were all called back at like the same time, basically. Like, all met up at a specific spot and came back. Or you were all vacationing together. I don't know. But you all came back together. doesn't matter. I was not vacationing with them. <laughs> <laughs> Ditto. Um, I had my Parcheesi set for everybody, but apparently... I, I'm glad I gathered all this information on internet, uh, interstellar cruises. <laughs> um, so you guys had been called back... Um, from your vacation about a day early and oh, actually let's do oh forgot I need to so this is the starship that you guys are seeing um, it kind of has like a um, almost bird of prey kind of look to it um, 
It also has a black hole generator um, at the very kind of center underneath the like main engine bay area. Have uh, have I ever seen a ship like this before? Um, you have uh, seen like specs on like uh, experimental concepts for this ship, um, you know, and just kind of at a glance. Um, but you have, you know, you, you kind of registers in your mind that there's a. Um, it, this is definitely like a prototype ship. Sexy. Um, so you guys were called back uh, about a day early and were told that um, they needed to have you meet with General Bridges immediately. Well, that sounds good. General Bridges apparently is back. Or did that happen a while ago? Yes, General Bridges, you know, has basically at the end of um, Technogate, General Bridges was reinstated as um, the leader of Technogate. Um, and all the charges were dropped as they were all fabricated and created by Mudden. Cool. Yeah, let's go say hi. Yeah, we uh, proceed. All right, so you guys head over to... Uh, we'll go back to Technogate Command here. Um, so you guys head over to General Bridges' office. Um as you guys enter in, um, you see him sitting behind his uh, chair um, or his uh, desk, and behind him is a giant um, screen that's currently displaying the Sirius solar system. Um, and there's like a little blip that's coming from the... Um. We we don't oh, see that on our screen. Don't see that. Dang it! I gotta remember to move you guys. That's you don't just move with me. I wish that would be. <laughs> but it makes sense. Okay, so so what there's a little one? like blip coming from the uh, <laughs> on the screen here, and uh, he says, "Ah, Technogate Team Forty Two. Good to have you guys back. Sorry to." Um, call you guys back so early uh it was one day that's not much of an issue uh it's good to see you back behind the desk well if it wasn't for you guys's hard work i wouldn't be here yeah it goes up to shake your hand well, i wouldn't so much call it hard work as doing our duty well uh i am gonna have to call upon you once again to do your duty Although this time I don't think that you're going to be complaining much, Tycho. And uh, he walks back over to his desk and grabs um, four files and hands them out to you. Do I complain? Is that a thing that I do? You were complaining. I'm just coming to the realization that for every mission we're sent on, we don't have to worry that we're being sent there to die. <laughs> <laughs> I was really rough on you guys. <laughs> you guys got some toys for the uh, for the work. So um, he says uh, he says so. Um, let me get you up to speed here. But uh, your mission um, briefing there will get you um, the rest of the way. Um, 
but I need you to leave immediately on the Orfe Orfeo, um, one of our new experimental um, ships, um, to head to the star system Sirius. We are getting a um, distress call, um, or I should say we got a distress call. The distress call is no longer emanating from that star system, um, but we need you to go there immediately to investigate this. The distress call is encoded with a very special, unique resonance um, that belonged to a very important agent of ours. And I think Tycho um, is, you know, is somebody that will be very pleased to hear this, but this is the first time that we've heard from Buck Samsonite since his disappearance in 1980. I, I drop my folder in slow motion. Wow. That, that's it. That's all I do. Okay. He <laughs> um, <laughs> says... Uh, I'm in shock. He kind of just like looks over and he says, I know that this might come to, uh, to you as a shock, <laughs> uh, Tycho, uh, but... Uh, I believe that your team may be the only team that can save your father. Well, I'm I'm not sure about that, but I appreciate that you're sending us on this one. Suit I believe up and that you your are dad. going to be perfectly suited for this. Do you um, know something I don't? No, actually. Um, one of the things, um, the only thing that we know about your father's disappearance is that in 1998, he was sent on a mission directly sent by Control, encoded um, in security clearance that is only um, accessible by Control. And the mission was labeled um, top secret and... He and then we have not heard from him since. We don't. We, the mission is not even labeled as him being MIA. He's still an active officer. This is the first sign of him since he left in 1998. Do you mean 1978? 19, 1980. Sorry, was it or was it 78 or 80? 78. Okay. 78. I got to look at that revised one. Okay, so it'd be 1978. I've been trying for... I was trying for years to get to that file. Well, now I know why. I was never able to, to access it. You and me both. Well... You weren't able to access it? No, I oh. mean, the only thing that I am able to access is that, that he went on a, a mission. I don't even know the name of the mission. The only thing that I know is that it's it's control level security because I hacked the rest of the way. So control sent him on this mission directly? Correct. Wow. That's... Has that even happened since? Not to my that knowledge. You know? Yeah. That's... I mean, control sends out directives as far as I know, but it doesn't... It doesn't send individuals on... Yeah, that's... How, how long did the, uh, the signal last 
How long was it on? The signal was only on for about 60 seconds. There was a brief window that it seemed to be coming out, and the only thing that we got from it is its location, and only a, um, and we am not able to pinpoint exactly. Um, everything that we have regarding the Sirius solar system is that it is a binary star system with no realms that we know of existing there. Um, nothing shows up in our database, and um, we have no registered information regarding um, any you know, any deep exploration or any reason why we needed to go out that far. Yeah. Uh, can we get that ship? Um, yep, you guys are... Um, so I am going to be commissioning that ship to you. I am. I have also have your laboratory and your um, psychiatric uh, room, and uh, your combat armor are all prepared on the ship as well. Ship. You will be taking the uh, Orfeo, um, the NCC Orfeo. It is our new um, destroyer class starship and is designed for the ability to generate small wormholes to be able to um, navigate uh, the deep umbra. Oh, wow. It must be outfitted with the new X-22 uh, umbral compensators to, to pull that off. Oh, that baby has some... Uh, some tricks up its sleeve that nobody's ever seen. Damn. Kind of crazy. Assuming that we are going to be leaving as quickly as possible, I am going to go and get all my gear loaded up. Now that I know that we have this kind of transport. All right. Um, any other questions before you head out? All right. Dismissed. Holy shit, you guys. Guys, we have a spaceship. Yeah, we have a spaceship. I mean, I'm just kind of happy I got a lab, so... You got two labs! got three labs. <laughs> <laughs> and I have people to work in my labs. Ugh, the things I can do. But yeah, we got a spaceship. <laughs> I think Phaedra is more excited about interns. <laughs> you, you mean clones? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> People I trust? Oh, that's uh, so uh, they're all just Phaedras. I see. Okay. <laughs> I mean, the easiest way to know that they won't turn their back on me. Are you fucking kidding are. me? I would not make a clone of myself. The moment that my, my clone was created, my clone would kill me. It would know. Yeah, my clone would be like plotting ways to take my spot. No, you always make your clones a little dumber and a little off to make sure that you still know who you are. <laughs> like Stewie. Oh man, I would be afraid of like. No, I'm going to make a bunch of pinkies. I'm the brain. <laughs> Pinky's the smart one. That's only hinted at. <laughs> You, you see me like lugging large ammo crates and shit uh, to the to the ship. 
Um, if we ever have to have that situation where I have to shoot the evil Phaedra, you know I'm just going to have to shoot both of them, right? I mean, I'm assuming that you have some type of failsafe that you're coming back anyway, so yeah. I think way less risk to just take out both and reboot the good one. Yes. Every morning, I take a mental scan of myself to know all my memories for that day. If you have to kill me, fine. Just make sure that you put my memory card in the clone uh, vat. <laughs> yeah, but let's not tell the clones that we're going to just kill you outright. So they're all like, no, kill the evil one. We're like, all right, you're the one suggesting not killing both. You're dead. Boom. Really okay. a trick. I'm not sure we have that capability yet. But uh <laughs> Well the clones wouldn't have a rat like they wouldn't have an avatar. So a simple prime scan should be able to tell which one's which. Uh, yeah. Although that let's, work. we could solve this problem when we, we cross that bridge. Because, <laughs> you know, it's yeah. I just make all the clones bald. Man, I would hate you for making me bald. All your clones just <laughs> Body hair that just <laughs> <laughs> seems like a weird. <laughs> I mean, it's it would be the easiest way to tag someone. I don't, or like give them numbers. I don't know. <laughs> we would figure it out. Or mouths coming out the sides of the. Why do you? Oh, why are you so fascinated with mouths on the side of necks? <laughs> I want one person to be able to be a single barbershop. Quartet. <laughs> All right. And I, I want it to be a velociraptor. And it will only serve you. <laughs> I want a velociraptor with four mouths who sings space shanties. Okay. If you had four uh, mouths, would you need to proportionally enlarge your lung capacity to be able to hold a note of any length? I feel like you would constrict the vocal area. <laughs> so, but then you wouldn't have as much projection. Yeah, I think it would be, you would just make like six sets of lungs and then each mouth. Yeah, so you would definitely would have to like, so you're talking like enlarging your chest cavity quite a bit to, to make room for these extra mouths. Oh, it looked pretty dominant. And they would just have like, like camel humps, but instead of storing water, it's lungs. <laughs> okay. So the I'm things gonna, you learn my... on TechnoGate. Oh. Uh, so I'm going to use my new uh, requisition ability to just get all of the old, you know, 60s era, 70s era adventuring equipment, just like put into crates and load it onto the ship. All right. Um, go ahead and roll charisma plus uh, requisitions. How do I do that? Um Oh, also, um, we just got a uh, follow from uh, Fables RPG. Um, thank you so much for the follow. Um, and uh, definitely something I'm going to go take a look at. Looks like they're a new tabletop RPG that's in the making. So that seems kind of cool. Um, thank you so much for the follow. And since this is the first time that we've had a follow... Um, that happened during the stream. Um, I'm going to go ahead and give everybody one experience point for <laughs> being Yay. so awesome that... Uh, Marketing incentive. 
get your friends to follow you so you can get money, <laughs> get experience points. That's not a guarantee. Guys, if you can get five of your family members to follow me, I can get another spear in mind. Oh, just think what happens when we get a sub, dude. <laughs> well, I hope you have a logarithmically diminishing return on these things. <laughs> I hope oh, wait, you sorry. sorry, geometric. Shouldn't be logarithmic. That would be stupid. <laughs> Exponential? Uh, so you got uh, four successes, it looks like? Looks like. All right, four successes. Um, with four successes, um, I'm going to definitely say yeah, you're be able to get a bunch of uh, um, retrograde uh, you know, stuff that, uh, that you know exists because you've played with it a whole bunch during your childhood, so... Yeah. yeah the old stuff. Playing with the army requisitions. Well, I mean, you got to remember the 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 late seventies, early eighties. There was such a boom. That's true. You know. <laughs> Although, ironically, their shit that they made at the time would have looked like the stuff from twenty years in their future. So I was actually playing with the stuff from like the fifties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That was that was you know, the, equal to the tech stuff that they was in the eighties or well in the seventies. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's all the stuff that they just left on the shelf because nobody cared. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, do we need to transfer anything from our labs if we want to like be working on stuff, or do the labs have like? a real-time connection with each other so that's a good question i was i was thinking about that whether whether it is the same exact room and just combining the two space-time continuums or whether it's an individual room and i think i think for the purposes of not having it be ultra super powerfully magical <laughs> um i'm gonna have it be that these are two separate you have one on okay. the ship and one that makes sense on the uh, um, thing, and they've already set up and uh, uh, moved over all, you know, set up your th to not your liking, but the, the base yeah. setup is there for you. Well, then I'm gonna go arrange my room accordingly, or make people do it for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I'm gonna personally clean out the uh, TG42 um, office, you know, because there are certain things. Yeah, I'm going to gather up all of our uh, most recent, you know, profiles and scans and analysis and start getting all that transferred over to the ship. And I travel light, so I'm already fully transferred to the ship, but I am going to start going over that suit. It's new and it's exciting. It's a new toy. And so I'm going to, like, familiarize myself with it and, uh, like, the maintenance routines. I'm going to treat it just like I would treat a gun. <laughs> Daily cleaning. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. So, yeah, that goes all according to uh, plan. And um, let me double check here. Today. Once I feel the uh, yes. ship take off, I'll probably head to the bridge. So, if you remember, uh, Rebecca, Captain Rebe Rebecca Williams is your captain 
uh, she greets you, and uh, um, you guys had flown with her before um, uh, when you guys were flying this, uh, when she was flying this baby back in the day. Um, but she got um, a new commission and has been given the shakedown for this starship. She gives you a warm welcoming and... Uh, Orfeo, <laughs> and uh, says uh, she's uh, ready to depart immediately. Um, just to give her the word. How long will it? How long will it take? Um, it doesn't matter to leaving or not, but so Technogate will. Um, we're going to be taking the techno gate gate, which will be, you know, one big jump to get too serious to get back. It will probably take us a, a week. Um, we'll have to make, uh, some jumps. Uh, we, we need to go back to my apartment and grab that portable, uh, node from my bathroom. Tycho, you should inquire whether or not we can. Is that something that we can do without? Um, uh, you don't necessarily need that portable them? one for on the starship, um, unless well, yeah. unless you're going to be What's bringing the... it with you to the planet and you want to store it, uh, you know, or to whatever realm that you're going to. So it might not be a bad idea, but I don't think you need it immediately, and you won't need it for this um, specific mission. There is a node on the starship. Uh, a note of five. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, never mind then. Yeah, we can, we can get it transferred over. We can get it transferred over later. We should keep that one on the down low. Surprise node. Make sure you're collecting all the tasks from it. we got to work out that stuff. You are not going to be able to collect the tasks from this. Uh, this the ship uses the tasks as its fuel. Right, so we can't collect the task from it. Not from this spaceship's, uh, but you can get the you can get energy from it, um, quiescence. You can draw from it, um, but oh, the, okay. the oh, raw yeah. task that comes out of it um, is being used to immediately fuel the starship. Yeah. In fact, it's a much more powerful than a level five node actually that's inside of this thing. But uh, all of that's been just being used to fuel the rest there's five points for you guys to use cool uh in that case the there's only one thing that i need to do i need to go talk to my mother your mother is away currently what how convenient for you <laughs> <laughs> she's not even here to see you off on this awesome spaceship um, she actually, before you guys went on a, uh, before you guys went on your thing, she, she went on a, a secret mission and has not returned since yet. Oh no, you got two missing parents. <laughs> <laughs> you can call me the orphan. Okay, the Batman. Orpheo. <laughs> My parents are dead. <laughs> It's gonna be it's gonna be a real awkward conversation once we get to serious. Wait, no, let me rephrase that. My parents, one of them might be dead, and the other one is just doing stuff. 
Both of them might just be doing stuff. <laughs> my, my parents are just doing stuff. Basically, they just don't want to be around me. I'm unnecessarily complicated. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Do we need anything else on the way to Sirius? So, so when my mom's not there, I just get see nothing. Uh, I do want to make sure that uh, my father's journal and the USB from the future is on the ship because that's, you know, the thing that I'm going to work on. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, good to remember those, definitely. Um, so, um, if that is all, then the ship is going to take off. All right. So, um, the ship takes off and heads into the uh, techno gate here and kind of lifts where, off where 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 do i sit <laughs> so there is a let's see here uh, is it like like i'm in my quarters or are there chairs on the bridge for there's, us there's chairs on the when... bridge for you um okay so, I want to stand near my chair. And yeah, see, I'm, I'm feeling uh, um, Legends of Tomorrow, that kind of vibe, that ship. Um, so let me give you a little uh, view here of the bridge. Oh. Oh, damn. So JPEGy. <laughs> just, uh... Oh, there it goes. Yeah, no, it just it takes a bit. It gets there. Looks real good. Um, yeah, I'm just I'm gonna be like just standing, walking around until the you know I'm told that hey, this is you may want to sit down for this. Yeah, they have like the grav plating and you know stuff like that, so the um, ship doesn't usually shake unless it would be hit by a, a large object or something like that. Unless yeah. I'm needed on bridge, I'm going to always be in my lab. That makes sense. Yeah, I think I'm going to be in my lab as well. I'm going to be in one of these chairs over here where I'm clicking. <laughs> you're, you're like, <laughs> I want to be piloting this. <laughs> you want to be in the pilot seat? I would see. Oh, I would that's be... not the pilot seat. That's yeah, the observation. Is. That is that is an ops. Yeah, that is a good... Uh... Oh, you're right. You're right, because you don't need you don't need to see out the windows to pilot a spaceship. The sensors are for that. Although it might help. Uh, so, but yes. So, uh, you guys. If anybody needs me, I'll be in astrometrics. Ooh, yes. Um, so the trip there is um, pretty quick and easy. You guys take the Technogate portal to the outskirts of the solar system um, due to the shielding and all of the grav plating that normal woozy crazy tornado spin of gut-wrenching horror that you feel when you get spliced apart in going through a black hole um, is not felt and kind of you just kind of see like the world kind of like slow down and like kind of almost like stringify and then you kind of pop out and before you you see 
the Sirius star system as you guys land at the very edge of the solar system. The captain calls out for a uh, scan to be made, um, shields up, uh, charge weapons, and uh, prepare for anything. We are in the deep unknown. This isn't Star what's, Trek, people. Uh, what's her name again? Um, it was... Rebecca. Rebecca. Captain Rebecca Williams. Captain will do. Good to know. Sir, we'll work in a pinch. I want to make my way over to... Make my way over to the uh, comm state... Uh, sensor station. I'm trying to try to figure out which which computer sees life forms on this ship and outside of it. Um, yeah, there's a sensor station that you can um, go to, to to scan for life forms. Uh, in which case, I'm going to leer over the guy and just watch what he does and how he does it. Okay. In case I ever want to take over. Um, so you see, like, a sensor sweep being done by the main, like, ops officer. Um, kind of over by the area that uh, Mike is actually sitting. Um, and, uh, you know, the scan comes back and um, you see that there's a um, kind of blip on the screen, you know, in between the two stars, there seems to be something. And he kind of scans in on it, you know, starts calculating and getting more um, specific, uh, narrowing down the uh, direction of the sensors and focusing it in on that point in order to try and get a better um, resolution on it. And um, you hear the uh, ops officer look back and say, um, Sir, I think that uh, we have a uh, another spaceship that's uh, in the solar system. He says, uh, can you bring it up on screen? He says, uh, we're too far out in order to get a visual at this time. Um, I can only get a, a large uh, power reading coming from it. Um, definitely the, uh, has a uh, an old technocratic signature to it. Uh, looks like, if I'm reading this correctly, this is design specs for power distribution from the 1980s on solar, or sorry, not 19, uh, the 1800s, um, the 19th century. Um, specs, Captain, this doesn't make any sense. He kind of wow, that that surprised me. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna come over and look over his shoulder. She says, uh, "Or uh, bring us in, uh, Helm. Bring us closer." Um, let's get a reading on this thing. And uh, as you guys uh, approach closer into the area, um, there is a little like nebula in between the two stars that this uh, solar sail ship is flying. And they bring it up onto the screen. You see it's it's got almost like a steampunky solar sail um set up uh do i recognize recognize this at all um go ahead and make a techno or you have uh hyper tech and um intelligence difficulty of eight 
do damn Ooh. yes uh so this is a uh design that you have seen you you're really into this retro kind of stuff um this is a design that was made um in 19 no sorry 18 uh where was that 1861 um it is called the uh the um plainly the solar sail ship that was uh designed during that time by alexa solar a um void engineer that uh um when the void engineers were part of the technocracy at that time, um, she had studied underneath uh, Maxwell. And um, uh, do you mean the Sons of Ether? No. Virtual Adept. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think you said Void Engineer. Oh, did I say Void Engineer? Sorry. A virtual Adept. I apologize. I do that a lot with those two. Um, so yes, a virtual adept um, when they were part of the technocracy. I apologize. Um, yeah, so I'll, I'll like as they zoom in on it, I'll be like, wow, that's that's one of the original solar sail ships that the the virtual adepts made back in the you know eighteen fifties or sixties. There's there's no way one of those could have survived out here that long. Well, I'm there gonna... shouldn't be a way. I want to just point to some random person next to me and be like, you, get me schematics of that ship. All right. Um, they like do like a full download. Um, it does have some weapons uh, systems on it, but they're all ancient and crude, mo mostly projectile and completely useless. Um, there is no... Uh, there is like a shielding that it has, but it, um, comparatively to your weaponry, it does your weaponry basically makes it so that it doesn't have any shields. Uh, docking, does it have like, is it, has it got the standardized docking port or is this something that? Um, yeah, it does have hole? a docking port for a small shuttle. Um, your uh, ship also does have two shuttles um, that are on it that are, you know, can hold about like, I don't know, I guess if you jam packed it full, you might be able to fit like 10 people into a shuttle, but regularly like five people in a shuttle. Got to bring those red shirt interns. <laughs> uh, Captain, can I have access to one of these terminals here? I think uh, I, I'm pretty good at scanning things, you know. At your disposal. All right, so I sit down and, uh, yeah, so I'm going to do um, uh, sphere scans. Okay. Under. Uh, let's see. What spheres are you using? Uh, everything but life at level one. Okay. Uh, want me to just roll a ret or, um... Let's have you do just our... roll under ret right now. Difficulty of, um, four. All right. Um, so yeah, you get back a, um, good amount of, uh, scans on it. Um, it, it uh, do you have time? Uh, yeah, I've got a dot of time. Um, so yeah, it was created in 1965, um, and is a, um, 
it, there's definitely some time distortion that um, is going on with it. Um, like it's been, it's had the effects of time dilation happening happening to it. Um, but it's not drastic. It's uh, the the effects are pretty minimal. Um, but it's definitely gone through some time dilation, um, and it is powered basically off of the principles, almost all on the concepts of um, solar sail technology. Um, the the ideas of what Maxwell came up with um, in you know around 1860 or so. Um, um, I'm gonna send a message to Phaedra and Robert. And be like, hey, you guys, uh, get up to the bridge. We got we got contact here. Need your help scanning. Um, other than that, um, you don't get any real, um, you know. There's a little bit of, um, I mean, the ship is basically made up of almost all um, disciplines um, that you're using. Um, forces, uh, well, besides mind, um, there is a mind that's on it, of course, though. Um, yeah, but I can only, like, get, like, there's just confirmation that there is some sort of intelligence there. Right, yeah, there's some person that's that's on it. You get a signature of a mind on it. Um, but it's not. there's nothing really special about, uh, you know, it's definitely a cool, powerful ship, especially for its day. Um, but it in the base concepts of what's going on here, there's nothing really special. Well, they are uh, doing their scans, and the captain is bringing us closer. I am going to go put on the armor, because who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> You're like, I'm getting suited up. Exactly. Exactly. So that, that is what I will be doing. I assume um, it takes a little, a little bit of time to put that on. Uh, just to let you know, too, uh, um, Tycho says, uh, Rebecca, Captain Williams... She uh, says, I'm, I'm going to give you full leisure as to what you want me to do um, here. Um, we're stealthed um, right now. We're running um, so that we are not being visible by them. Um, I'm not going to make any contact with them, and I'm going to leave this up to your decision-making. Um, I see no threat here. Well, let's, uh, let's go ahead and approach and... Uh... You know, get get to a safe distance away. I just um, I was hoping for uh, my other team members here to do some scanning before. Yeah, we I'd like to get a good approach. scan of the uh, kind of emotional state. Any 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 kind of strong feelings and thoughts that might be going on from that apparent Ooh, person within the ship. There. That's a good question. Um, so I want you to do an aret uh, difficulty of uh, five, and I'm gonna do yeah, just this. Okay. Successive. Um. So you get a feeling of um. <clears throat> yeah, I'm gonna go. With this. So you you get like a feeling of intense like. Um, concentration there's like spouts of anger there's um, like uh, just a, a lot of adrenaline that's happening and it's all coming from one person so I couldn't even well yeah because I don't really have 
enough correspondence probably to be reading actual thoughts in this range, right? Um, what do you have in correspondence? Just one. Uh, yeah. uh, would you like Would you like me to assist you then? Uh, if you could, I'd I'd really oh, like. You can I mean, use the spaceship actually for oh, the yeah, correspondence okay. um, aspect of it. I would say. Um, I can't make a so, lot of sense out of what I'm seeing right now, but whatever this person's doing, they are very yeah. in, intensely doing it. Yeah, uh, I um, have. So when. When you try and jump into her mind, though, if you try and push any deeper, there is definitely wards up um, that prevent you from entering her mind. Um, you can try and break them down if you wish, but there is uh, there is no way to get in into the the person's mind. Um, but you can slowly start using these successes to break it down if you wish. What do you guys think? Should we? try busting through, or do you think that'll seem too hostile if we get caught? I mean, that's definitely, if you get caught, we're we're in trouble. <laughs> I think it's probably a safer bet to just go there. Uh, uh, can I do a life scan uh, to see if this person is human? Uh, um, if they're wounded on that stuff. Age? Age, appropriate. Um, yeah, uh, do an arret roll. Difficulty of, uh, uh, four. Alright, um, yeah, you, you get a, a strong, uh, life signature coming from this individual, um, it, uh, you know, registers as female, um, there's a, um, healthy... You know, probably in their prime um, of their life, um, person, and they've um, they do seem to have some effects of um, that are very residual, and you can with because of the amount of successes you've gotten, um, you can kind of get this idea that she definitely went through some sort of cryostasis at some point. Um, and possibly for an extended amount of time, but it has, that effect has worn off a long time ago. Okay. What was the thing earlier about time? The time sphere? What was it telling um, me? The time sphere told you that there was some time dilation that had also happened um, to the ship. Okay. When she went through cryostasis, uh, we... We should be careful when we engage. <laughs> At some point, you hear me uh, over the intercom being like, all right, I'm in shuttle A. It's the right one. Uh, the correct one or the one on the right? Uh, it's the one, well, it's the one on the right coming from my room. I have no idea. I don't know the layout well enough to. Wait, starboard or port? <laughs> uh, hold on. Let me turn. Uh, it is starboard. No, oh, port. It's the right it's side. I go to the one on the left. Yeah, port. <laughs> follow Robert. I don't. I don't know. <laughs> Do I don't either. Okay, full suits though for everybody. We don't know about uh, hard vacuum here, and uh, yeah, want some radiation protection. Um, ah, shit, I had a question for Phaedra about the life signature. 
Just let you know, uh, you guys have not tried to communicate with this. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, we could just talk to them. Well, I yeah. think we do that from the shuttle right outside so we can pick up. If she's like, yeah, pick me up. We can just pick her up. Don't, <laughs> don't let her see the destroyer. Just show her the shuttle. Well, I, I feel that that's less. Uh, yeah, I think that that's a better yeah, idea. It's less threatening. Plus, it, it puts at worst, it puts us in danger, and not the whole ship. Not the whole, you know, not the oh, whole. And a bit of a a bit of an advantage. Yeah. Um. Can we scan and figure out what kind of like scanning capabilities this ship has? Um. Yeah. Uh, it should be in the technical documents. Yeah, um, yeah, your the sensors, technical documents, and scans that you guys kind of have on this thing. Um, its sensors suck. Um, I mean, comparatively to what you know, it it can probably scan out to like a a light year, um, you know, at at its longest range, and probably it, it, besides that, it's using you know telescope, optical, like you know, type stuff to see stuff. Um, it doesn't, you know, it's. Uh, the the ability for what? it to truthfully scan is probably only within you know a hundred meters of it, <laughs> maybe. Okay. Uh, here's what I'd like to do: we load up on the um, on the shuttle, and then cloaked, get as close as we can to it without it like seeing us, and then we bounce a signal back through the destroyer to hail the ship, so that if it does try to run, we'll already be there. Well, can we just hail the ship from the shuttle? Yeah, because then if uh, they try well, yeah, to run, wanna... it run straight into the destroyer. Yeah, but I don't, I don't want it to know the shuttle is right there. That's why I bounced it. Right. So you want to make them think that it's coming from the destroyer, but that uh, coming from the area that the destroyer is, but coming from the shuttle. Yes. Okay. So you're trying to make it so that the shuttle appears to be in that spot. Because, um, yeah. yeah, that would be uh, where they... Um, and and match, also remember, though, that all of these not-so-technologically-advanced things can become very crazy if put in the hands of techno-mages, of course. Yeah, and also we have to remember that that ship is not entirely going to be our paradigm, so some of our shit's going to go wrong. Uh, Phaedra, can you load us up with some non-lethals? Yeah, I can do that. Uh, what do you want? <laughs> do you just want, uh, like, drink serum, or... Could, could you make... Shutting serum? down full consciousness? <laughs> like, what level uh, of non I have a toy that I've been working on that basically induces a seizure. That <laughs> sounds pleasant. <laughs> it's, it's, it's... Way less destructive than it sounds. It's it's fairly <laughs> fairly safe actually. It just I mean, I uh, that too. <laughs> yeah, but doesn't yours require like physical like touch to the person or no? I mean, you can just shoot them oh, with okay. it. That works. I mean, is yours more like uh? Is it a device? Uh, yeah, it's, it's like, basically kind of just overloads your senses in your mind at the same time. So kind of like those it's, microwave it's like a, it's like a flashbang plus brainwave inhibitor. 
Okay. Uh, but localized, so it wouldn't well, affect us. Will he be okay? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we turn on the dumb it, switch. It, it's, got like a, it's got like a beam emitter that kind of shapes it to stay within a pretty localized uh, like beam shape. Do you have more of those? No. Okay, so you've got one. I've okay. got one. Okay. Phaedra, you've got some sort of trank gun? I mean, yeah, and I can just keep making vials. Yeah. Uh, Josh, can I say that I have unlocked one of the uh, the gun's uh, settings that I didn't know about before? And I, like, I turned a dial and like pushed it, and I was like, oh, there's a stun setting. And it just does like bashing damage. Oh, uh, yeah. I have regular ones, just in case it goes real south. I'll shoot last. How about that? But you're so good at shooting. Uh, I actually want to have a conversation with you, Phaedra, at some point about uh, seeing if I can't get your Trank outfitted to work with a uh, 10 millimeter. But uh, that is not a conversation for right now. So in the future, we'll get some we'll get some Trank darts for my pistol. But uh, I'll just be. I uh, thought you guys already did that. Yeah, I mean, you you should have already asked me for that. I I absolutely, <laughs> absolutely I should have. Honestly, I've just been leaving it up to you. But like, you know, like if somebody yeah, no, uh, it's a shape guy. every shape and size got you, Holmes. Uh, so so yeah, if uh, even if it's just uh, I have to single load it because it doesn't work with the clip. Um, or a magazine. I will. Uh, I'll still have that, you know. And well, just, uh, just put it in one of your uh, multiple gimbaled guns that's attached to your suit. Yeah, no, I would have made you a special clip with just these bullets. Oh, that would be so. That's that's so nice. You get like some chocolates or uh, maybe. Uh, I'll have to think. Give about me a it. nice bottle of whiskey. Yes. There you go. Uh, or, or just an, uh, you're getting wild turkey. That's what you're getting. Ah. <laughs> I'll oh, make it work. How many? How many guns are built into his suit? His eight foot tall space um, marine suit. You know, Iron Man. Iron Man or War Machine? Yeah, I'm picturing an, a cross between uh, War, space War Marines. Machine. Well, from War from Warhammer, uh, the Fallout for Power Armor, and Iron Man's. So uh, I would say that your your suit looks very much similar to our Technogate. You kind of have become our mascot for um, <laughs> Technogate here. Um, so that guy has a definite Big Daddy vibe, um, but I'm okay with that. Uh, and so, yeah, that's, that's what I'm wearing while we're having this conversation in the shuttle. If you guys came with the shuttle, I'm just in that suit, just like, yep, ready to go. It takes me a second to find out he's already in the suit. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he was meeting us here. <laughs> yeah, where is he? Malachi. Um, 
All right, so we're coming up on uh, about an hour into this, um, and we did get it started a little bit late. I do apologize for anybody that was waiting on us. I do apologize. Um, but uh, we're going to go ahead and take a break. I think this is a good little uh, break spot here. And uh, we're going to be back in probably about, uh, say, 10 minutes. So uh, 9.10, we will start back up here. And if you're watching on YouTube, uh, hopefully I clipped out this 10-minute uh, spot because I should do that. Reminder. So we had left our heroes last. Um, they had boarded a shuttle to go and um, contact this uh, ancient solar starship that they have encountered in the Sirius solar system. Um, so the Technogate 42 team has just boarded one of their shuttles and departed from their destroyer. And the plan, if I understand it correctly, is that you guys are going to bounce a signal off of your destroyer so that it seems like your shuttle is in the location of the destroyer from sending the signal. And uh, you're going to hail this um, ancient craft. Yeah. Uh, it's more like routing it through, not bouncing it through. That's... But yeah. I have no idea. It's, it's proxying the signal for us. <laughs> okay. Yes, words that are important. That... Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, the signal bounces off. Because oh, <laughs> that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> Anyways, using yeah. the destroyer as a proxy, you contact the... Yes, open a channel. <laughs> <laughs> On screen. And your hail is answered. On your screen mm -hmm. is displayed a fair-looking woman with uh, a insane battle station for uh, a computer battle station of uh, gaming console equipment behind her, multiple screens, a uh, beat-up gaming chair, and a... Uh, um, virtual uh, VR headset um, on on her and she uh, smiles and goes wow I did not expect uh, mm -hmm. anybody to make it all the way out here what are you guys doing here uh, gr greetings I am uh, Tycho Vance of the Technogate command ship Orpheo. We uh, we picked up a signal coming from this star system. Am I to presume that came from your ship? Signal? She kind of goes over and... Uh, or you see her like kind of like tap in the air. Um, she said, I didn't get any signal. Um, did you send one out? My name is uh, Alexa Solar. Um, I definitely did not send out any signal. Um... Alexa Solar. Uh, wait. So, out of game, is that the person who designed these chips? Yeah. Yep. 
Yes, yep, she was the person that uh, created the solar ship that you see before you and had registered uh, with the technocracy before uh, going MIA. Um, you know, there isn't much infer. Uh, well, you guys did, I guess, didn't do like a deep dive on her at all through your Technogate stuff. But, but yeah, basically, she's just the, the inventor of this and um, had gone MIA after creating it. In the 1860s. Yes. She looks Does good she for age. Look the same. Yeah, she looked fair. Yes. Looks very fair. Hmm. She's not gonna be happy with what happened with her faction and technocracy. Uh, this may sound like a strange question, Miss Solar, uh, but do you know what year it is? Oh, absolutely. 1999. Oh, okay. Ask well, where then. you've been since. What year was that? <laughs> yeah, you, you've been missing since the 1860s, apparently. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I guess I would be considered missing probably in your files. That makes sense. So you are aware of the uh, the cultural and faction changes? kind of uh, taps on the VR headset. She's like, I've been able to stay connected. Oh, well then. Interesting. Uh, so what's I guess, the technocracy to... doing way out here? Uh, well, you said you've stayed connected. Are you familiar with uh, uh, one of our operatives from a few decades ago named Buck Samsonite? Aha, uh -huh, Buck! Yeah, I know Buck. Tycho's well, face I knew... Buck, what? I guess. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I could say I know him. Uh, yeah, we just we picked up uh, a signal encoded in uh, his um, security signature coming from this solar system. You don't know anything about that? Well, that makes sense, but I definitely didn't get anything. Um, well, that's interesting. I would think that he, well, I mean, I guess I didn't really get to know him very well, but he seemed like a good guy when I met him. Uh, but no, I didn't receive any signal from him at all. Um, perhaps it was uh, directed only at you guys. Actually, going back to the signal, uh, was there like a time delay or something? Like it was, it was sent years ago or something? No. Or was it a... Okay, it, it happened recently. Okay. Yep, it was a quantum signature, so you guys got it immediately. Nice. Um, I want to roll and see if she's lying. Ooh, I right. can help with yeah. that. What is it? Do I believe her? Um, I would say base. Yeah, you. You're, she doesn't seem like she's lying at all. Um, We're boring, but, right? Uh, doing a roll here. Uh, Phaedra, you think she's telling the truth. Robert, you think she's telling the truth. Oh, that was my old role. Um, uh, oh, that's an art too. Yes. Oh, yeah, Is that's that, an old role. Subterfuge, yep. manipulation. Uh, yes. Uh, no, sorry. Uh, you can do perception. Um, you could do manipulation, perception, 
or uh, sorry, uh, you can use either manipulation or perception, and then it's empathy. Yep, only two. I'm just waiting on Phage's roll. Three. All right. Um, so, yep, uh, both Robert and Phaedra feel like she's she's not being deceptive at this point. She says, uh, so how do you know, Buck? <laughs> uh, let's just say that uh, we're an interested party. Uh, we were the team sent to go find his signal. So you're telling but, me after uh, abandoning him for this long that finally techno uh, the technocracy has come looking for Buck. Wow, Techno you guys are slow. His, they've been trying to find him for decades. You're the ones who sent him here. How the hell do you not know where he is? Uh, Wait. What do you know about it? We're boarding, right? <laughs> well, apparently I know less... more than you, which I am very surprised about. Why doesn't tech? I mean, I guess I never really dug into... Um... No, no. According to the Technogate command files, uh, he was sent out here by direct order of command, which is rare. And actually, or, you sorry, don't even control. have where he was sent. You just have that he was sent somewhere. Yeah. Up until now, nobody has been able to access the files. We don't even know where he was sent. Uh, maybe we can talk about this in person. Uh, yeah, I'd be willing to do that. Uh, your ship or ours? I'm always more comfortable on mine, of course. I'm in the airlock. Uh, I, I decloak the the shuttle. Uh, we're already pretty close. <laughs> ah. Well, come sorry, on aboard. Sorry for, the, sorry for the subterfuge. We, uh, obviously didn't didn't know whether or not you would be friendly, so... You see her tap uh, a few things in, in the air and says, oh, it's always expected when dealing with the technocracy. And she opens up one of her airlocks for you guys to, to dock. All right. Autopilot. All right. So you guys uh, dock on to her ship, um, make your way into her uh, gaming slash command area. The place is trashed. Like, there's just notes and books all over the place um you know beer you know cans. what it looks like when you're living out of your car imagine that for like hundreds of years <laughs> it reminds me of home yeah i was gonna say phaedra this looks like your apartment <laughs> uh, but of course she has like multiple screens all over the place and gaming consoles and uh huh Looks like, actually, and some of the stuff that you kind of see is, like, there's, like, a PlayStation 7 that she has, <laughs> which a PlayStation, I don't even, the PlayStation just came out recently, like, 1995 or 1996. Yeah, late so. 90s. Um, so, anyway, I'm Tycho Vance. This is Phaedra, Robert, and the guy in the suit is Malachi. PlayStation was 2003, by the way. Wait, the original PlayStation was 2003? That's what I just found. No, it was definitely... That is definitely not true. It makes sense. PlayStation 2, maybe. 90... Wait. 
94. Okay. That makes way more sense. Okay. Yeah. I wonder which one it looked up for me when I just like did the quick Google. <laughs> yeah, which, which Google, which did it grab? Um, but in any case, um, so she's uh, she says, "Oh, I'm I'm Rebecca um, Solar, and uh, welcome aboard the uh, Solar Haven." I'm sorry. Was that Rebecca or Alexa? Uh, sorry, Alexa. Alexa. Uh, Rebecca's your captain. Yeah. Uh, well, I've already introduced everybody here. Uh, so, so what are what are you doing out here? Oh well, I came out here long ago to escape humanity. Um, I learned that I had a resistance to the um, effects of deep umbral space, and uh, even if I existed in outer space forever, I would not become. Uh, uh, dis uh, disappropriated or something. I can't remember what the name of it is, but basically, I w I wouldn't become a spirit if I got stuck out here. Um, and I had become fascinated with the creation of a solar sh uh, sail ship and to see if it would actually be able to make it to another world. Um, so uh, I built the uh, solar haven here. Once I got her ship ready, I sent her uh, to the star that would generate the most amount of energy for me, Sirius, and saw if I could make it all the way out here. I invented, uh, you know, cryosleep in order to allow me to endure the journey, and after a hundred years, I had arrived at the Sirius solar system and uh, built my haven here, and... Uh, have lived here ever since. So you've been awake here for what, 40, 40-ish years? Maybe 30. Um, I mean, what, what do you, what do you do out here? I have not necessarily been awake the entire time. I would say that I usually take a few years nap every so often. I still have the cryo chamber. Oh, okay. Um, but, uh, but yeah, I was able to get access to the digital web when I learned of it and, uh, been able to keep up with, uh, the idioms of, uh, society. Oh, uh, you can access the digital web from out here? Yes. Oh, yeah, that makes, makes a lot of sense given all the stuff you've got in here. Wow. So, uh, what, what was your relationship with Buck Samsonite? That, mu that must have been a while ago. Even oh, yeah. You. And I mean, I wouldn't say I'd have a relationship with him, but I did meet him in 1980 when he uh, when he came or when he arrived in the solar system looking for altered Earth. Um, he stopped by. Um, I had already mapped out the solar system, so he worked with me in order to locate the realm Um and he never told me exactly what his mission from the technocracy was, but seeing as I he was a void engineer and our rivalry wasn't uh, of, you know, our, I see you guys more as rivals than enemies. Um, and it seemed like he, he was on an important mission. So I worked with him in order to locate the realm and uh, he left. Uh, the next thing that I know, not too long after, I would say maybe 
few days later, there was this crazy contraption that was built around altered Earth, and uh, it's been locked away ever since. Um, I've tried hacking it. I've tried figuring out a few things, but it's not really my concern, and I don't have the power to deal with whatever the hell is going on there, and so I left it be. Uh, this this altered Earth thing, it, it's a planet in the system, or... Yes. Or what? Um, it is a realm in the system. Um, so when I arrived in 19... Um, what was it? 1965, um, I had started charting the Sirius solar system looking for powerful nodes, and to my surprise, I found a copy of Earth in the... Um, a you know large orbit around the Sirius solar system here. It seemed to have been created sometime around the um, 1945 during World War II and built off of the concepts and fears of a nuclear war in World War III. Um, from my understanding, Something happened around 1962, I believe, uh, um, during the Cuban Missile Crisis, where things drastically changed when there was some uh, virtual adept that, uh, um, or sorry, the... Uh, Adam Levin... Um, a virtual adept who had discovered the realm before even I had arrived here. Um, he saved the world using a godlike display of power and from there completely and utterly altered all of the rules of the realm. I arrived, um, you know, in 1965, three years after... Adam had uh, altered the very cosmos of um, this realm, and they had advanced themselves in those three years, about 30 years in technology, I would say. Um, I didn't really do much but vacation there. Adam and me never really interacted too much um, in the flesh, um, as the world is big and the realm was big, and we were the only two... Um, enlightened individuals in this solar system. So um, we did interact in the digital web every once in a while, cordially. Um, but uh, all I know is that the realm got uh, locked away by, I assumed, the technocracy. I assumed that, you know, I didn't even think necessarily that Samsonite was locked away there too, but... Maybe he did. I don't know. Wow, that's uh, that's quite a story. <laughs> Jesus. Um, the, does the realm exist as like a, a physical point in this uh, solar system? Like we can, like, fly there, like in a spaceship, or? Yep. Yeah, I could. Uh, I can direct work? you there. 
Um, there is a problem. After the uh, planet was shielded, or the barrier, whatever it was, that was created by these devices around it, seems to generate an awful amount of EM and, and uh, spatial um, disruptions in the area. It's extremely rough for ships to be able to make it. My ship won't be able to get through the nebula that it creates around itself. Our ship might be able to. Let's imagine her looking at the shuttle like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know if that'll make it, but, uh, I mean, all the power to you. I mean, I'm sure you've got some tricks up your sleeve. Well, we've, we've got another ship. I mean, you probably, I suppose, no, you didn't see it. Um, Jesus Christ, an entire planet that copied Earth just exists here? figure out the logistics there well one of the things that it did not copy over was the history er, so this is a replica of earth based off of the uh, accepted history i guess you could call it um there's no vampires or werewolves or mages um and history is a little bit shady on people who aren't in the history books um, if you didn't make a really good, strong impression, you, the history of, of that family line might not be... For example, I don't exist there. I don't know if you guys do, but... Well, it was created a while ago, so probably not. Um, but the all the all the people on it must be, you know... I, I think you referred to them as spirits, right? Yes. Or are they real people? No, oh, no, they're definitely spirits. Okay. This is a an emotional resonance that was created after the dropping of the nukes, if, if I was to guess anything. Something happened in the world when those nukes went off. The dynamic of the universe changed, from my understanding. And this realm shouldn't exist out in the deep umbra like this. This is much more of a high umbra realm that I, from my analyzation, but it got flung out here when it was created. And we're talking 10 light years, um, which, you know, space and time, not really as simple as just saying 10 light years, but we're we're talking some pretty crazy mojo fojo that just happened to create that realm. I've been using it to power a lot of stuff before it got locked off as it had a bunch of nodes on it. In fact, it replicated the nodes of Earth. Wow. Not all of them, just the more historic ones. Gaia doesn't seem to be there from my talkings that I had with uh, some individuals on the web would have run back to the shuttle my intentions are to get a thumb drive and put all of modern sensor schematics and theories onto it uh, as much as I can with the resources of the shuttle okay and then I'm going to come back with that to give to her 
to make a friend. Oh, upgrades. Thank you. Yeah, I figure uh, I figure we got eyes out here. It's going to just help everybody. Uh, feel free to contact us. Um, I'm sure that's not a challenge at all for you um, in the future. But uh, if anything is awry, but, you know, I, I, I wouldn't want another shuttle maybe has nefarious intents to be able to sneak up on you. Well, thank you. Uh, it's, uh, is that, uh, it's the, the voice is slightly robotic because, uh, I'm talking from the suit, but I also couldn't bring myself to actually try to do a robot voice. So, um, uh, and then I just like return back to where I was standing prior of, uh, you're a nice robot. <laughs> I, I nod. <laughs> sure, I'll, I'll take that. I will take that. Wow, this uh, has uh, definitely been a one of an interesting in flesh conversation that I haven't had in years, many, many, many years. Yeah. So, um, based on our mission parameters, we definitely have to go find that realm uh can you help us do that um yeah she uh goes downloads a uh schematic of the uh solar system for you and hands it over to you awesome, and thank uh, you. gives you the coordinates for where the realm is cool um well i guess we'll uh We'll keep in touch. Yeah, look me up on the digital web. That gets out Got here? so many questions about how she hasn't gone crazy. But I'm going to hold well, on. It's simple, but yeah, <laughs> I'll wait for next time. <laughs> well, I mean, the, if she can access the digital web, she can probably go there physically. In which yeah, that's true. Okay. It's like... Yeah, it's just like, living... like your house or my house, except that she's in a different galaxy. But you still yeah. just go on the digital web. It's like living in the country, but if you go through a door in your basement, you just come out in the middle of a big city. <laughs> yeah, and you can ignore I'll... that door, yeah, but then sometimes, sometimes you need to go and talk to people and and you know see some somebody act stupid and. You know, you need to get in the see You just got that door in your basement. <laughs> and yeah. also, you have to remember she's using cryo sleep in order to stave off. Like, I mean, she basically hasn't aged uh, because she's probably only been a, uh, like awake for I don't know, maybe three years since she okay. left yeah. Earth. So, I was thinking about when we're done with this, we come back and we get drunk with her, and then we can ask her a bunch of pointed questions, like, "What is she waiting for?" <laughs> Like, why is she, why is she not, you know, you have to remember the time that she came from. She left Earth a hundred, you know, plus years ago when the intellectual nature and power of a woman like her was looked down upon, not looked, you know, you know, seen as a great virtue. Um, yeah, and, yeah. It's it's one of those um, you know 
you kind of get the sense that she's a very mo- like quickly adapted to the modern way of life and stuff like that and had been waiting and is still waiting for things to kind of catch up to where she is in in the way of thinking. Uh, out of curiosity, when did uh, Curie exist? Early was 1900s. She, she was 1900s. Okay, I thought she was. She might have been in the 18s. So oh, but, maybe I don't know. Um, but in, in any case, it's uh, that that's definitely not um, the norm in terms of the things that you just discussed. The Curie doing the work that she did was incredibly groundbreaking. I mean. Carrie was born in 1867, but it looks like her uh, big accomplishments came uh, after 1900. Okay. That's interesting, though. That's cool. That's a good good correlation there. Um, All right. So, uh, yeah, she uh, thanks you and gives you guys the ways to get there. Um, So you're going to take the uh, starship through the... um, crazy nebula that you need to penetrate well i think we're gonna we should go to it and like scan it as good as we can and then make the decision but yeah i think that that's exactly what we're going to end up doing yeah okay um so um the basic sensors that the captain information that the the crew can kind of give you is that um the nebula is definitely a um extremely nasty you know emp cloud basically um shields will be non-functional um the um armor that you have will protect the ship from the radiation and from the em um so you guys are are em pervious so you're able to penetrate through here um okay however you um you are going to be subject to lightning blasts that could um, damage the ship. Um, the likelihood that they're giving you is probably a, you know, 85% success rate. Um, there's a possibility that, you know, a massive lightning strike might be able to shut down your engines, and that would be bad. Yeah, but uh, talking to the captain, she she's not like acting like, oh, please, God, don't make me kill myself by trying to do this. Cause she's like, oh, no, we'll be fine. Yeah, she's pretty confident that they'll make it through. Okay, I trust her. I trust her. Um, so uh, real quick, just to, to be sure, if we can go back just a little bit, um, the the realm of this altered Earth is no longer accessible through the digital web. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, so this is like physically going through this nebula is the only way, theoretically. Correct. Um, you know, there might be other things that you can think of, but yes. Yeah. Um, can we uh, cross-reference the the signal that brought us out here and figure out that it came from probably closer to this location? Um. Yeah, I would say that's uh, extrapolate that's good... the signals. Direction. Triangulate. Triangulate it. Yeah, with probes, absolutely. <laughs> um, but yes, absolutely, you're able to get uh, a, a pretty good uh, indication that the signal probably came from this realm. 
That probably means my father is in there. Do we know? Got a, got a signal. Where the, do we know where the planet is inside of the nebula, or is it just like the nebula blocks us from being able to scan inside of it? Correct. Uh, you can't scan inside the nebula, so there's not really much that you're able to get. You don't even get that there's a realm in there or anything like that. You just get that there's a nebula cloud that you should probably never go into unless you had a reason. Well, kind of wrecked my idea of backing up, and we we could just like fly at it real fast, and then turn off all the equipment so it doesn't. You know, we're just <laughs> coasting at that point. We just coast into the nebula, and we turn everything back on when we need it. Although if it doesn't turn on, that would be really bad. Never mind. Let's go slow and steady. I think that's a better I'm gonna, option. I'm going to trust the captain on those decisions. All right. In there, caps. All right. Well, bring us in. Polarize the hull plating, and uh, at your leisure. And uh, the helmsman kind of like inputs the coordinates, and uh, you guys uh, head into the uh, nebula storm. And um, I'm going to be sitting at an ops panel during this, looking at data streams. Sensors and whatnot. Definitely um, just look to be looking out. I will be doing the same. <laughs> so Robert's like checking out the like lightning storm. Is like, okay, I'm yep. not. I'm not involved in getting through this. I am here for the spectacle. <laughs> oh yeah, I'm experiencing this shit. Yeah, I, I could care less. I'm in the back in my lab making <laughs> various files of shit that we're gonna need once we land. <laughs> Um, <laughs> all right, so um, I want both uh, Malachi and Tycho then to give me an Arate roll difficulty of six. We abandoned them. I'm going to spend a willpower on that. I have both Prime and Forces, so if I, I would like to focus my efforts to uh, um, uh, preventing the damage, uh, limiting the damage of uh, Lightning. Okay. I got three successes with the uh, the willpower. And is there anything specific that you want to do with your magic, or um, I have a, a thing too that I'm going to be having happen? I'll, I'll go with yours. I don't have anything specific. Okay. Um, all right. So starting um, off, okay. um, then Malachi, you're able to kind of generate your own kind of like anti-electrical field that's like kind of. Um, almost like a, a, a field that's um, like a lightning rod almost that's, you know, like drawing the lightning bolts and almost creating a shield around you, um, you know, that's, you know, strikes off about three lightning bolts. Uh, you guys are still like kind of like hit by, you know, a few things and you're kind of rocking. Um, and then um, the navigation sensors are all over the place. Um, everything's, um, you know, kind of going um, kind of haywire. All of the electronical panels every once in a while will glitch out and kind of like the, the EM almost almost kind of gets through. Um, there's like maybe a split second of a, of a short um, that happens in some of the panels as things kind of, uh, as you guys get hit by some of the lightning bolts. Um, but Malachi definitely made it, so things are pretty smooth going for you. Um, and Tycho, you're able to kind of keep the computer system and navigation system from 
um, fritzing at this point, and you're able to navigate through the um, nebula, and you guys end up on the okay. other side, and you see before you altered Earth. There are two giant contraptions like uh almost like forks that are uh on either side of earth and there is a ring of energy around it and what looks to be almost like a like a galaxy above it that's like pouring energy around it and creating this kind of force field well, fudge. Any signals? <laughs> no signals. Uh, uh, what about the um, Buck Samsonite signal? No Buck Samsonite signal. Can I get a reading from what the uh, the galaxy slash pouring effect? Is, what kind of effect that is? Um. Yep. Go ahead and make a uh, Arate roll difficulty of uh, eight. Alright, this one... No, I'm gonna not spend... Oh, please don't. Oh, that's not right. That's at six. I clicked too fast. It was lagging. Uh, I'm gonna save the willpower to prevent um, any catastrophes. So... Uh, at an eight, I had uh, two successes. Alright. Um, with two successes, um, you get kind of a scan off of this that there's um, a... Basically, that portal is um, generating a force field around this of level 5 of every sphere with basically millions of successes. That prevents anything from entering or exiting in any way, shape, or form this planet, or this realm. <laughs> okay. With, uh, with uh, my knowledge of Prime, uh, does that seem like if he, if uh, uh, Buck spent a long time building successes, he could get a message out for for sixty seconds before he gets overpowered again? Um, feel... There might be a, but you're looking at your slim chance in hell. But uh, I mean, it's magic. Yeah. There's almost anything's possible, but uh, he also has access to Earth, you know, uh, or a duplicated Earth, uh, less magical but still powerful. Yeah, all the nodes and stuff that are there. Um, I'm going to suggest yeah. that we take the shuttles towards one of those forks. Yeah, I was going to say that too. Um, I won't. Uh... If I bring up a like a three-dimensional rendering of this this whole thing. Can I have the computer like um, analyze like how close we could get to the planet in each given area? Kind of give it like I want to see the the three dimensional aspects of this shield. Yeah. Um, so basically, the shield that you're seeing um, is, you know, there is a certain aspect of it that's pretty much this ring that's around the planet, and it's at that kind of of thing but when it hits these forks it also is generating a shield around these forks that are making them 
unscannable. Like, basically, they're underneath the same kind of spell as well as generating it. Um, the only thing that you're able to do is see them. Other than that, there's no other scan kind of coming off of this. Okay. Uh, I've got some ideas, but I'll let other people go through some stuff. So, <clears throat> I can't scan into the planet. Correct. Correct. Fuck, well, there goes my idea. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> thinking the same. Because <laughs> I, I would like to avoid this place like the plague as long as Buck is not here. And if I could figure out a way to, to locate him here <laughs> or not here would be the deciding factor. Um, that funnel that is feeding the shield around the planet, you know, yes. that, that cone of energy, is that solid or is it hollow? Um, you would, uh, represent that as being probably quiescence in game terminology. Um, it's like basically a bunch of quiescence and energy that's being poured into, or from this portal that's above the planet and pouring down onto this um onto the planet and powering all of this um and then also is part of the the spell itself and gives off that resonance of um anybody have the correspondence to understand what happens if we just fly through that portal from the other direction trying uh, to hit the dead center of that that uh the well, I think we would be burned up by all that energy. I'm wondering if there's an eye of the storm type deal going on. Well, well yeah, but you'd have to fly into it through the storm. Right? Could I could I do the mathematical uh, equation with my correspondence of three? Um give me an RT roll difficulty of uh six. Ooh, nice. Um, so, um, you kind of start calculating out a couple of different things, and when you, you like, evaluate that uh, portal, um, you get back a signature that it's not going to one location. It is going to five other... Sorry, six other locations. Um, seven, seven total? Well, six locations and this location. So, Yeah, so six, six others are feeding this one. Yes. Um, you, get for work. you can't get a bearing of exactly where this connection would take you should you be able to... Uh, bear through this uh, massive amount of energy that's pouring out of it, which is ex extremely aggravated damage if you tried to do it, basically. Um, but uh, if you did, you would calculate that you'd probably be able to go to Earth, the Penumbra, the Tempest, the Mid-Umbra, the High-Umbra, or the Deep-Umbra. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, so I'm slightly confused. This uh, this galaxy up here. Yep. Uh, portal. You're galaxy saying looking. 
portal. Yeah, it's, oh, a, it's it, a portal. It's a portal. It's okay. a portal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that we portal... try sending a probe through it. Which probe one, which would definitely it go to? not make it. Just um, die. The ship. <laughs> the sh the sh the the captain will give you a fitty fitty on whether the ship would be able to make it through. Oh, not great odds on that. If we really needed to do it, if we were running for our lives because it was a 10% chance we could defeat whatever the hell is attacking us, I would take that, but I wouldn't do it for less. Alright. Alright, so uh, let's go find something that's definitely going to kill us, so then our captain will... <laughs> Chase us down! So, so real quick, uh, the... The energy coming from the portal is coming from six or seven different locations, or six is it locations. going? It's, it's coming from. It's all. All that energy is coming here. Yes, all the energy is pouring from six locations: um, Earth, the Penumbra, Tempest, Midumbra, High Umbra, and Deep Umbra are all being poured into here, um, similar to the creation of, um, or how they like maintain. Um, Concordia, um, the um, Horizon Realm of Mages. Okay. It's a bunch of nodes that are feeding into this, um, and it's not creating the realm, it is blocking it. Blocking it? I'm sure, I'm not sure I understand that. The, we... So it, the, no, the power, the portal is taking a bunch of quiescence from these realms, feeding it into this shield in order to into maintain the shield. the shield forever. Yeah, okay. Does the, uh, does the magic that is maintaining the shield uh, have a death resonance to it? No. Not necessarily. I mean, it... it I mean, it... I would actually, I would say Does... that it has some uh, death resonance in it because it's it's getting um, some of its power from the tempest. Uh, does the, the structure of the shield itself have, uh, like, it was constructed with uh, nefarious particular... intent? Yes, yeah. If you uh, if you wouldn't mind me being, yeah, no, so there's blunt. there's no there's no indication that this is of. Uh, Nefandius. However, it's really hard to tell if it's like there's no obvious Nefandius taint. Well, it'd be terrifying if it was because the <laughs> shit that's going that I'm seeing is up. That's there's a lot of power going on right now. <laughs> this is not. Uh... <sighs> all right. Well, yeah. If uh, Nefandius fucking did this to this Earth, what's stopping it from doing it to ours? Yeah, uh, it just yanks it out of the fucking real out of reality. Well, no, this, like, this happened to our Earth, right? This is somebody copied Earth and created this. Not somebody. We, um, just we did an event. An event created it, right? The 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 emotional resonance of nukes and the the idea that the world could truly end because of nuclear devastation created this realm. Okay. Uh, uh, did it create this realm like directly, or did it terrify people who had the ability to create this realm? So then they were like, "Hey, we should make a backup." So also, this is just a hypothesis that's coming from 
um, Solar. Um, Solar kind of, you know, has studied this to a certain degree and, you know, she gave you the breakdown of this, but her theory is that this is some kind of higher umbral realm that should or that is created off of the fears and and terror and collective consciousness of people when the nuke went off and people you know when when people started learning of it and she believes that maybe the catalyst was probably the nuke and that you know due to whatever it you know flung it all the way out here instead of putting it in the high umbra yeah, um, it's, it's a nice thought, but uh, the, the consciousness of the people on Earth did not create these forks. These came from someplace else. That would be a yeah. very smart cons- assumption. <laughs> well, what, what Alexa told us was that this Adam Levin guy seems to have been the one who, who did this. Uh, you know, all, all of this shielding and the forks and stuff. Um, so, so I want to do two things. Uh, number one, uh, ask the uh, the ship's crew. Uh, we can see the surface of the planet, right? We visually. Yes. Okay. Let's get some close-ups of some cities. Get as close as we can, and visual. I want close-ups, uh, and then open the the general hailing frequencies and be like. Adam Levin, we'd like to talk to you. Um, so you go in for some, um, you know, actual shots of the the planet, and when you try and get high resolution, like pictures of the actual ground, everything comes back foggy, and you're not able to actually get any. You know, you can get like high view kind of detail on some uh, stuff but where cities are the one thing that you do notice is that the entire planet is covered in city basically Um, there's still oceans and there is still forest and lands and stuff like that but we're talking um, you know extreme advancements in technological displays of of cities and the the size of these cities on this planet uh can we get can we get close-ups of the forks um you can get close-ups of of the forks absolutely are are there size to scale like they look like they're approximately the radius of the planet which makes them absolutely huge yes yeah i would say that that's about to scale so, so like our ship compared to those forks is like a, a very tiny, tiny thing. little thing that that would okay. God, they even thought to do visual blurring. I uh, this vaguely reminds me of an anime that didn't exist in the time that we're playing. So never mind. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I think with that, um, we're coming up on ten o'clock here. Um, uh, how late uh, do you want to go, um, or do we want to stop here? Because um, I know uh, Phaedra does have to work. I could go for another ten minutes. Yeah, I can go for like a few more minutes, but can't go too late. I gotta be up at like six tomorrow. 
All right, sounds good. Uh, we'll just uh, go for another 10 more minutes here then. Um, and w uh, there isn't a lot left, to be honest, um, for you here for the ending of the episode. I don't think we need to make it a, a two-part episode um, uh, because you guys are going to have to, you're not going to be able to solve this here and now. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, get, a, get as much data as possible and then let's get back out through the nebula and head back to, you know, Standard yeah. Earth orbit. Um, all right, get the ship ready. I'm going to cast Stop Shield, and then we just go right in. <laughs> um, uh, I would like to. Uh, I don't have the ability to do so. I uh, but um, I would suggest that people with correspondence to see if they can tag. We might have to visit some of these places, perhaps from the other direction. Oh. It, yeah, it would be nice to see. Like, it, one of them was Earth. Like, where on Earth are they feeding this this from? We should be able to detect that pretty quickly with the satellites already in place via. Um, yeah, what would what would the other side of these portals look like? Would they be localized in realms, or is it just feeding from those realms in general? Um, I would say that you, you wouldn't really have any any way of determining that at this point. Um, you could, you do definitely have a resonance. So when you get back to Earth, you can start scanning Earth for for this resonance and see if you can find any correlating spots. Would be about the the closest that you'd be able to do. And Earth would probably be the easiest one to scan for you. Um, and, and then you might be able to, once you find a, a node, you might be able to figure out more. Um, you could also, um, but yeah, that's that's about the only immediate thing that I can think of that would be um, easy for you guys, or not easy, but I guess just, you know, that, but th there might be some other ideas that you might have for how you want to try and do this well, but uh something that is inside of my skill set is uh inspecting these forks uh even even down to the point of like manufacturing or stylization uh things that might be unique uh you know how like a, a windows tablet and uh ipad are always they're always going to have stylistic differences mm -hmm. and so i'm kind of like trying to I think that that's a way that I can help because um, I don't have correspondence, but I do have matter. Absolutely. And so look, looking at, uh, I'm going to focus on the forks and kind of who came up with them. What's the basis of this technology? What is it even doing? Like, those are all things that we don't really know. Um, I will, um, I'm going to do, I'm going to do this because you did bring them along. So uh, Tycho, give me an intelligence uh, difficulty of nine, just intelligence roll. Straight um, non botchable. Botch will just be a failure. So. Uh, let's see. This is uh, it's just three dice. You th you, th you think so hard of it on it, your brain explodes. <laughs> no shit. Are you fucking kidding me? Oh no! Did you nail that? <laughs> you nailed that. Um, <laughs> I brought it with. So what did I bring with? Tycho, um, you have a faint memory of. When you were looking through your father's um, invention book, these forks are in that book. What? I go and grab it. I bring it back and I show him. What? 
Um, I think my dad has a whole planet, guys. <laughs> Who's so Phaedra? Uh, or well, you you must have got him from Phaedra, or um, I, I, anyways. Um, so you've got the book out, yeah. So when you guys like open up the book and kind of look at this, um, this is a. Uh, a crazy contraption that your father uh you know looks like it you it definitely looks like there's a bunch of scribbling around and stuff like that that is happening that seems to be in some kind of like crazy language maybe or just scribbles but there's a bunch of other kind of stuff that you can kind of make out there's these two forks you see the the concept of a of a object it's not a planet it's like a um um a house that you know is is being you know with these two forks um and then like there's a a shower of a power that's coming down with lines that go out and connect to five other spots um and basically the breakdown of it is is that once you get this thing powered you need to destroy all of the nodes that are powering it in order for it to immediately come down because the idea of this is that even after even once one node or even once once it's been powered it can be powered by just sides i am I have I have a small concern with that in that is if these are if these are uh, uh stu- no um uh Brock Samson if these are Samsonite designs this very well may, may be in place to keep something in not to prevent us from getting in or keep something from getting out not necessarily from us to get in and so I would it would be really nice to know that we're not going to release some f- super evil alternate earth plague. Right, us breaking the shields, the thing that starts uh, 1999. Yeah, because who knows, it might take us exactly seven months to figure out how to break the shields. And then then we pop it, and all of a sudden now there's like something, I don't know, it could be robots. You've seen how many cities are down there? They're probably like, they're probably just They do seem to be a very... the idea of expansion. They do seem hey. to be a very efficient society. Probably only because of uh, the quantity of people. Maybe time runs differently. There, there is yeah. a time five effect. It very well might. You know that arc plot? Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> no, we're oh. obviously going to go find the other sides of these portals and turn that shit off so I can get to that planet and hug my dad. <laughs> All right? Uh... <laughs> I didn't okay. sign up for that. I was, I was to cut our losses. And say fuck it. <laughs> Talk well, to Robert if you need some help. Okay. <laughs> He's got that mind room. You'll be fine. So, so actually, if you want to, if you want to come see me in my office at any time, Tycho. Like so how I can just make here. another dad for you. That's what you feel. We don't have to come here. Anyway, so what's actually going to happen is we're going to take all this data back to General Bridges, and he's going to send us on missions that are appropriate to our skill level and destiny or something. Because we're still agents of Technogate. Or you could just fly off with the ship and say you don't going to come back until you've finished your mission. Or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> I'm going to be honest. I'm going to spend a few moments 
on the bridge, looking out of the window at the planet, getting covered by this this blanket of energy that's being contained by these two um, a massive like metal uh, construct. And I'm just I'm just gonna just stand there in awe for a second as I just take yeah, it all really in. Yeah, we really take that in. Yeah, that is. I'm just looking at the picture, really, honestly, and it's still just like, geez, that is. <sighs> and I, I come up next to him. I'm like, you know, those aren't actually metal. It just believes it's metal. It just thinks. <laughs> and I, I give him a, a very what the fuck look. He's like, no, I'm a matter mage. That's fucking metal. Like, it might not be metal. It might be like plastics or some kind of composite. There's a lot of options there, but like, it's, <laughs> it's definitely matter, like man. a thing that exists. Yeah, that's a thing that exists. All right. Oh, yeah, um, it, it exists. So with that, I think. Uh, so I, I think we've we are gonna do the thing though, where you guys are gonna head back to uh, Technogate. Yep, with all of our data and yep. uh, as as much as information as we can pull from it. Yep. Cool. Um, so we will uh, dig into more of that probably, um, you know, as we kind of go through. Um, I'm going to say that um, the likelihood that you guys are going to immediately go to one of these nodes in next episode is actually pretty low unless something changes. Um, I plan on probably doing more of an episodic um, episode for a couple episodes before we we might do more on the node stuff. So, um, but this um, is, uh, you know, kind of this is the start of the the epic arc um, that we're going to be doing. I wanted to kind of lower it down on a scale, but still have it be pretty awesome. So, um, uh, so. it was an excellent teaser, man. Excellent <laughs> teaser. All we right, so this is uh, Frozen Fallout signing off. As uh, Motorori, good night. Yep. Major saying good night, peeps. Thanks for watching, everybody. Yeah, this is uh, Malika. Have a good one.